Hello, and welcome on in to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. I'm Iman. And I'm Sabria. And thank you so much for tuning in. Eric, you said it's 63? Yeah. Whew, all right. Almost closer to 100. One episode at a time. Almost close. I can never say... I can never represent how close we are to 100 and sound smart at the same time, but it's whatever. We moving on up. Uh, how was your week? Um, I worked. Well, so did I. <laughs> Just a, um, that's all I can say. I don't remember what I did. Yeah, I worked and I got yelled at, so that was fun. Oh, yeah, you got screamed at. Yeah, I got screamed at. That was fun. <sighs> Oh my gosh. I just, I was thinking about that all weekend. I'm like, see, with the way my fists are set up and the way my reach is, I just, I get so nervous about stuff like that. I really do. Because well, obviously, I, t- I was telling Sabrina, my favorite defense mechanism for when old, like, rich old white women who think that they could talk to everyone like slavery is still a thing i would like threaten to call security on them or i would get overly nice to the point well, where it's, it's clearly patronizing because i was told by some people to just take it and then somebody that was black told me to go in the back and call security oh yeah that's what, like my thing is what are they going to do if you say that i feel threatened that's not against the rules to feel threatened and to call security. And people are going to try to tell you what you can't do because it's inconvenient to them. And it's up to you to be like, okay, how is this against the rules? How is it against the rules for me to say I'm threatened by somebody screaming in my face? Just because I'm in retail or just because somebody in retail don't mean they got to take abuse. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not going to take it, especially not at this age. I work too hard, and I'm like, if I have to pretend to call security that's just what i'm gonna have to do because most of the time you don't even have to get to that point you could just be like okay i'm sorry like if you have problems if you keep yelling screaming like this and you disturbing everybody else like i just have to call security i don't know what to tell you yeah it's very true um my week was cool i'm trying to think i ordered my dad a lift for the first time today that was very frustrating he just doesn't understand how lifts work. Like, I told him, I said, okay, Dad, I see you're in your lift. Because, like, I was, like, watching the car move on the little app. Mm-hmm. He's like, how the hell you see where I'm at? I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> He's like, why I don't like this shit. I don't like nobody see where I'm going. I'm, I know you're going to the eye doctor. Yeah, so, like, you. that's it doesn't. Nobody he act else like he can see. It's not, like, on the internet or anything. And I was like, this is so frustrating. Uh, I also... Um, drank too much water before a drug test and got a... I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. So I'm letting you guys know, do not drink too much water before a drug test because it'll just be like over dilution and your drug test is just going to pick up water and then people are going to think you're a crackhead trying to cover something up. So don't drink too much water. All right. So for this week's Fade 4, we're going to talk about... um. Four celebrities that we used to fan out over as kids. And it can be kind of funny, kind of embarrassing, because y'all know we like Rihanna and Beyonce. But there were people before then. So you first. Um, So one of the first YouTubers I really used to be obsessed with is her name is Graveyard Girl. Um, Her name, well, she called herself Bunny. And she used to be into, like, fashion and makeup and stuff like that. I was just, like, so obsessed with her because I thought she was funny and it's so weird seeing her now because I feel like she can't keep up with the times. Actually, she was, um, <laughs> she had like a, um, she did like this mini series thing with Sean Dawson. And I was like, my channel is dying because like she just, 
she's just still like an old YouTuber. She's not like really catty. She's not catty at all. She's not into drama. She's like silly. Um, also, another person, Bai Ling. Um, I love Bai Ling. She's so crazy. Wait, is she on YouTube? No, Bai Ling. She's an actress. Oh, okay. A Chinese actress. And she was on like a bunch of reality shows. Um, and she like her boobs always popping out. And like she posts weird stuff on Instagram. I still love her. Um, also, Joe Jonas. Um, <laughs> I used to be obsessed with I do him. remember that. I, I used to be so I have I still got this big button with his face on it and it's like really big. Um I used to be so obsessed with him. And I like Nick Jonas. And now I I never like Nick Jonas. So. I always love Nick. <laughs> um also I, I noticed already on your list, but Kesha. Yeah. Uh, I used to love Kesha. Um, I still love her in spirit, and I hope her career is going well, but her m- new music just isn't for me. No, and it's I feel like it's very um, emotional. Yeah. like but like but She could be like that. And that's fine. Like, it's true, but, like, Animal was, like, our shit in, like, the senior year. Because I felt like that w- it was a freeing year for us, and yeah. then the album was about, like, being a wild animal. Yeah. So, loved it. Was that your four? Yep. Oh, sure. Okay, so first on my list, I probably talked about this before, uh, Chris Brown. Uh, Chris Brown, I was like Team Breezy. That's why I feel like I could speak Barb and I can like, speak <laughs> Team Breezy because I was a delusional, dumb child who really just thought that he was everything. Like, even when the Rihanna situation happened, it took some time for somebody to be like, uh-uh, no, that's wrong. It's wrong. I used to buy two Word Up magazines so I could have the front and the back posters. So I was really, really in love with him. Second, um, since you said Kesha, I'm going to go with Katy Perry. Oh, yeah. I really, really love Katy Perry. And um, one, I forget, which album was that? I don't know, but it was like the sound, the soundtrack to my freshman one year. Of, one of the, not one of the boys. The one where Firework was on it. Um, Fuck. Teenage um, Dream. Teenage Dream. Yes. Teenage Dream was like the soundtrack to my freshman year. It gave me so, um, gave me so much energy. All right. And third on my list is B5. <laughs> that boy oh band. Oh my gosh. I forgot about them. I did not like them because they was all light skin. I love them. I love, I love when uh, groups are all relatives. Like, it just <laughs> makes me really happy because, like, they were supposed to, like, they was branding them like they was the new Jackson 5 or whatever, but they, they really weren't. They really flopped. See, and um, in my childish mind, I didn't see it as a flop. I saw it <laughs> I as saw just it. some, like, light skinned men that'll be around forever. I used to love Cornell. That was my favorite. I think it was like Cornell, Dustin, but Brian, see, I like I liked B2K, so that's why I didn't like them. And you didn't like B2K. I, no, it's not that I didn't like B2K. I was like, huh? Like when they made songs like like I Need a Girlfriend, like I loved that. I loved that it was number one on 106 and Park for like a, long, a lot of time, but I I just didn't like have no crushes on them. I just liked them as artists. I was obsessed with them. I didn't really have a crush on any um, singers until Chris Brown. Like, I thought Bow Wow and Romeo was, like, cute, but... I used to be obsessed with Bow Wow. I should have actually put that on my list. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember you saying that you was obsessed with Bow Wow and you had a spray-painted shirt. Yep. I think I still got the shirt. Um, fourth on my list is Eminem. Like, I know I said that in the past, (laughs) but, like, Mm -hmm. I used to be on some angsty 
angsty shit and it's like so funny how my 360 has gone but the more violent Eminem was the more I felt it like that song Kim where he was talking about pretty much murdering his ex-wife I used to know that shit by heart and think it was funny and now I don't funny how the table turned yeah that was psychotic it was psychotic because like he literally was like having her screaming and Eminem it's amazing that, like, we're not learning about him on ID channel right now. It's, like, absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Time to move on into Toast for Assist. So this week we're toasting to Regina Kang uh, because she's amazing and also because last night at the Emmy she won the award for the Best Actress, which is amazing. For uh, uh, American Crime? Uh, no, for seven seconds. Oh, okay. Is, she, is it seven seconds or seven minutes? Seven seconds. Yeah, seven seconds. She was really good in American Crime. That's I the, love that show. I was just reading that this is her third Emmy, and she won uh, two awards for American Crime. That's, she's always good in there. I've watched every season. A lot of people, yeah, I got to finish it because that was so good. A lot of people were saying, like, she this is so deserved. She finally deserved. I'm like, sis, this is her third one. Not that it's not well-deserved, but understand, like, Regina King. Is like super duper duper talented. She really is. Her arms deserve an Emmy Award. They are amazing. And she's American Crime is an anthology, so it's different every season. Is she a different character every season? I love her. I love her. Beautiful. I also love her in This Christmas, uh, if anyone was interested in that movie. <laughs> I never see that movie. Why do you actively avoid that movie? It's really good. I probably wouldn't like it. I know I wouldn't. Why but it's a Christmas movie though. All Christmas movies are corny. Yeah, I wouldn't like that movie. And Chris Brown in it. Yeah. Yeah, I would not like it. <laughs> All right, well, tea time. Uh, Slick Woods, we were, it seemed like yesterday we were just announcing that she was pregnant on the show, and now we're announcing that she had her baby. And like the true fashion model she is, she um, went into labor during, during Fashion Week. During Fashion The last day of Fashion Week. During a fashion show. She literally hit the runway, and then they said ambulances were in the back because she started experiencing pain. And I'm 100% sure she was experiencing pain before that. Yeah, that is so crazy. I didn't know she was so young. She's 22. Yep, and I think she her son's name is Safir. Safir, yeah. I yeah, because it it's Safir. spelled C-A-P-H-I-R. Yeah. So. But she posted um, on Instagram and said, A look. 14 hours of labor, a king is born. This is the face of a woman in labor. We hold shit down. Most of us don't even know how much we're going through. I'm here to say I could do whatever the fuck I want, whenever the fuck I want, and you can and and you can say and you can and so can you. Thank you, Quality Rescue Queen and the Fenty family for taking such good care of us. Like imagine walking down a runway in those shoes and labor at the same time. My God! Because so, the all, only thing I think about models is I, how uncomfortable their shoes are. And she on um on grass, I mean turf. It probably like that fake grass. I just can't. That's I, so. Oh my God! Like my, really I start feeling so much discomfort thinking about <coughs> being in labor doing a fashion show. I seriously can't. <laughs> she really. She amazing, and I want people to stop talking about her. I just, I I thought we were all on the same page with 
her being unique is what makes her look beautiful. I, I never seen nobody call her ugly until um, a few days ago. But people who call Slick Will ugly can't dress. That's how I feel. If you call yeah, Slick so Will true. ugly, you really can't dress. You don't get it. You're not who she's here for. No one cares about what you think. You're not innovative. If you started a fashion line, it'd be ugly as fuck. So it's like people who like, say things about Slick Will, I'm like, see... This is why I wish all creative kids can go to a separate school because you'll have these regular, degular ass people trying to tell people like Amara Lenagra, trying to tell people like Slickwood and Alec Weck that they aren't beautiful because they are unique and in reality, they look better than everyone else. But somebody said they went to school with her and um and she always was cool, always had a boyfriend. She always was fly. So. Yeah. She seemed like it, but people, like, if you're not careful, they would definitely try to throw shade on you. Because I feel like same with Marla Nagra. Like, she was in pageants her whole life. Yeah, she never, anybody who said that she ugly. Yeah. Like, that guy, Prince, he not even cute on um, Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, and they never, I think that they didn't say that she wasn't cute as much that as they were saying she needed to tone down the blackness. Yeah. Like, get rid of the afro, stuff yeah, like cause that. Yeah, because if your hair not straight, then you automatically ugly. And people been saying the same thing about Winnie Harlow and I know she has a terrible attitude or whatever but like people are like well she didn't have that vitiligo she wouldn't be nothing. I'm like duh bitch like <laughs> like seriously that is what makes but her so, unique. But it's also like if you wasn't thin and tall you wouldn't be a model. Exactly. If you didn't have a perfectly symmetrical face like but, she has turned something that would have made, would have gotten her bully into her statement and y'all mad. But Winnie Harlow also is... I think she probably would be a model. Even I, if she I was, was going to say that. I feel like there are plenty... Like, her build, her her structure, and she, all that. Yeah, she tall for, like, one. Like, let's give her that. She tall. I don't think... That's so crazy to me that I feel like Slickwood, she wanted to have a baby because I'm like, she's so young. And she just... Like she just had a baby I with think a model. She wanted to. Yeah, she I just had a baby so. with a model, like another a gorgeous model. I really feel like her energy is so much old. Her and Kalani just seem so much older than what they are. That's why I could not believe that she was she twenty two. She just turned twenty two. I can't believe I'm older than Slick Woods because she seemed like she could tell me a thing. Yeah, and, thing too. and when she be talking about energy and creativity, I'm like, you're right. I mean, she said what she said about Beyonce, and for that reason, I have not followed her back. Or, but I'm keeping up with her and I'm defending her. So that's what no, that, exactly. I don't know why my logic is so twisted. No, I, like, feel, I feel like I, did I be trying thing. to follow her and I'm like, because that really yeah. hurt my feelings. Because I don't like when people put Beyonce and Rihanna, like, like put like versus like Beyonce respect because they so different. They and they have shown they have not. They haven't done what Cardi and Nicki Minaj has done, which is be so stupid that they let their the fans, fans tear them and apart. people. I mean, I don't see how you and call yourself a fan if you tearing, if you making your fave, if you bringing negative energy into someone you admire's life. And also, but they let the media, the people, tear them apart. And Rihanna and Beyonce, people have been trying to do that for years, and they have just not succumbed to it at all. Yeah, because they're not dumb. And also. Um, Beyonce did an amazing job at Coachella. So for her to say that she didn't, like Coachella was boring because Rihanna didn't perform, that was weird. Yeah, it's like, I get it. Rihanna is like, you know, she puts you on the map. You're her muse and you owe her a lot, but you don't have to be versus. But I'm still very happy for her. And that was that was a glamorous way to give birth. 
Damn, I'm still not gonna let y'all talk about her. Exactly, because she's still not ugly. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so I think this is funny that uh Kanye West said recently he was at like some public uh school event in Chicago. He said, I gotta tell y'all. I gotta. I'm gonna let y'all know that I'm moving back to Chicago and I'm never leaving again. <laughs> Who gonna let him back? Well, he apparently coming back. And first, no, I was he like, not. No, he not. Well, some a source says they have already found a home in the Windy City, and I just feel like Kim Kardashian being cold is funny to me. <laughs> she is not gonna like it there. She I feel like she's too much of an LA person from from birth. Like Calabasas is like she too Calabasas. I feel like you can go from the east coast to the west coast i feel like you can go from the south to the east coast and i feel like you can go from the south to the west but when people come from the west coast over over this end yeah because like chicago they are considered, miserable because chicago is considered the midwest but it's still not yeah but i like i feel like there. when you come from ultimately when you come from the West Coast is harder to adapt from other places. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but that's how I, I would feel, feel personally. Well, if you that deep into the West Coast culture, like Kim Kardashian is, yeah, like and like, like spoiled like Cali girl culture. Yeah, exactly, and also like seeing mountains, like be able to jog in the mountains, being naked on a beach poolside all and the time. And they don't really have seasons that hard there. Yeah, Chicago, I heard they be seasoning cold. hard as fuck and rain. Like I was reading about Chicago, they were saying people think the wind is bad, people think the snow is bad, people think the cold is bad. Oh yeah, it's snow. Add rain, add rain on top. I of feel that. like she'd be miserable, just like how. Um, Melania Trump don't want to move in a White House. I feel like that's how it would be. Well, I'm hearing that he's moving. They're going to keep their home in L.A. still. Oh, of course. Right, because that's where Kim is going to be. And I keep forgetting they got kids, too. Like, I know that sounds crazy. Like, I know North Saint in Chicago exists, but I don't feel like Kim and, and Kanye own them. I feel like they kind of just roam <laughs> freely on their own. Same. Especially North. I feel like North definitely got, like, a house outside of there. Gosh, I wish those wasn't their parents. I mean, I don't... I all, I love all the kids in their family because they all have black. <laughs> and you got to love black kids. Yeah, I love the kids, but I, I wish that, that wasn't... I wish they wasn't tied to Kim and Kanye. I know. I really feel like they not. I feel like they their own brand. I know. And I think they're working hard the to truth, combat their family. the truth is... The truth is ugly. <laughs> well, they he's also going to have his uh, Yeezy office move from Calabasas to Chicago. I feel like Calabasas fucking ruined Kanye West. Me too. I don't know what y'all, excuse me, I don't know what y'all gave him there, but I feel like California is too much space for him. Yeah, and hopefully... Too much time to think. Hopefully he's taking his medication. Yes, please. And he is but just, I feel like his uh, Yeezy office being in Chicago do make sense because I feel like it's a lot of sneakerheads and stuff in Chicago. Absolutely. No, definitely. I think it'll add a new element to his like business and it'll create more jobs in Chicago for like because it's a lot of creatives in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's some good news. I hope he's coming back because like I said, I'm not going to pretend like I don't want to forget Kanye West because I really do. But it, like what he's done is not enough. Yeah. I need to see more. Like, I really, really want to just listen to his music and not in the back of my head be like, damn, this nigga really said this at all. his new stuff, I'm like, I have oh, no, no interest in it. I'm not interested in that, but even sometimes when I listen to his old stuff, like, the back of my head just be like, mm, okay. All right, so 
Tamara Maori, that's the twin married to the white man, wants you to know that her man <laughs> is not racist. Allegedly. Okay? So she got on the reel. Allegedly. <laughs> According to her, she got on the reel and she wanted to say that her husband is not racist just because he is affiliated with Fox News. She said a certain news thing. <laughs> she said, but we know are, what it was. There are some people who think that my husband is racist because he worked for a certain channel. I'm going to look in the camera right there and let everybody know my husband is not racist. It's to like, you. <laughs> prove it. Just kidding. <laughs> I just don't feel like you can be on Fox, you can be a conservative these days, and not be a little bit racist. I'm sorry. Exactly. And you may not be racist on purpose. You can have had black children. Because he probably, you I can feel be like black like, yourself, like Stacey Dash. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he say stuff like the Asians, the Mexicans, and even though those are correct terms, when he say it, they're slurs. And I just really blank him out. So I'm like... Listen, sis, I still follow you for the babies. I'll just be wanting to see pictures yeah, of the kids. I'll and be- I don't I'm not gonna take I don't take that on in you because I I feel like I can never truly hate Tia or Tamara. Like Her I grew problem. up with them. Oh, excuse me, I keep on yawning. Her problem is that she be reading comments under her pictures. Cause I'm like, where is she getting this stuff from? Yeah, and I but think she's reading. But comments. you know what? I feel like she feels that we all believe yeah, it too. Yeah, exactly. She and feels she's, right. Like, she's right. <laughs> she's one hundred percent right. I've never. I, that's just stuff that I think, and then she's saying it, and I'm like, wait, is she in my mind? Yeah, exactly. Because I have never, even to you, we the don't only, even talk about him. Exactly. I just, I just be but like, that's something about that man that I don't people, truly feel comfortable exactly, with. Exactly. Their relationship, all this stuff, it don't come across my mind. No. Nope. Until she say something, she makes me think of it. The only time. I think of, like okay uh, the iconic gif of her crying like they call me the white man's whore <laughs> it's like do they what I, people on, really Facebook, that? on Facebook I got she was like talking about comments oh. and stuff. but I'm like stop <laughs> stop <laughs> first of all that's hilarious I'm sorry that's hilarious she gave she gave, the thing is she played herself by that cause she gave us such a good content now yeah, that's what like, I call people when they like wait what the white man I from? know and like I forgot that she cried when she said it like for some reason I was imagining that her saying like they called me the white man's whore but she said they called me the white man's whore but no her face before she said she said they called me like and she was like you're not gonna believe it they called me the white man's whore <laughs> yeah she paused she said and they called me there's a, it's okay, girl. You can say it. She's like the white man's whore. Oh, my God. Like, it's worse things you could be called than a white man's whore. Yeah. Like or a, him. Like a nigger. Yeah, or him being called a nigger lover. <laughs> yeah. Well, she wants us to know he's not racist. And it's like, I don't... People like that who have super-duper conservative views and who can get on Fox News and support the hate, the agenda, I'm like, I don't know what you are but I know I don't trust you so it's good that you yeah, keep having kids you. and y'all happy whatever the case may be but if you if your goal is to get us to like your husband sis don't worry about it I think okay? that's why she is because it's like she always brings I think it's up. hard because her sister has such a lovable husband exactly everybody and love him everybody love him and it's not just because he black because there are a lot of black men that I hate it's because yeah. he keeps his mouth shut he's supportive and he doesn't seem to have any type of toxic mess masculinity floating around and that's like, so rare did, in a black man yeah because i'm like who did he vote for her husband Mm-hmm. hello and if you voted for trump you are not on, I, I will never like you ever I'm sorry i don't want to hear what the fuck you have to say hence why, why i'm going through i'm about to go through therapy for kanye west 
Because I don't get that. I'm like, I don't care how conservative you are. That man is just not qualified. Nope, he sure isn't. All right, so Chrissy Teigen decided to let us know that for the past few years, we are pronouncing her name wrong. I don't like that. I thought... It- Excuse me. When I sent you that last night, I couldn't stop thinking about it. When I went to sleep, you know what, Sabrina? I saw that before you sent it to me, and I didn't share it because I didn't want it to be true. That makes me so mad. And Ariana Grande, Mm -hmm. apparently, her last name is Grand. What is it? Grande? No, it's Grainy. Excuse me. Granny, yeah, it's something that's not as pretty as Grande. Okay, so so apparently, Chrissy Teigen's last name is Teigen. Yeah. So and she said and she says she's somebody that she don't like to correct people. She was like, if somebody brings me the wrong order, I'll eat it. She was like, um, the taxi something. She's like, if the, the taxi uh, takes me the wrong flight, I'll book. I'll get a new flight. Like she said, she don't like to. Oh, um, that's different. About stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to complain about stuff, and but I do get. Uh, getting tired of telling people how your name is pronounced all the time because people are like, is your name Oman or Iman? And my name, I say Iman. Now, if you're Arabic, you're going to say Iman, and that's fine. I'm never going to tell an (laughs) Arabic person, like, do not pronounce my name that way, like, ever, because I know you're saying it, like, in, like, you know, pretty much your your native tongue. So I would never, I'm not even going to argue with that. And if an Arabic person says it like that, like, I get it. But when white people go Oman, no. Do you think that I'm going to pronounce? I can, they can ask me if it's Iman or Aman, and I'll, I'll tell them Iman, and they'll still say Aman. And when you have, it's been 25, it's been 26 years. I can't. I don't have the energy. I don't give a fuck. You're not my friend, and if you're not my friend, I don't care how you pronounce my name. And I'll start pronouncing your name, Jake, like Jigok. Like I'll just start saying stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but that's energy too. So I'm like, eh, why? I don't care. Why does she let us pronounce her name wrong? Like, I don't get that. And my grandma always calling me the wrong name too. So I feel like it's just <laughs> like I'm over it. My grandma called me every granddaughter. But that's in the, the family. But it's so weird because like do interviews announcing her name, Chrissy Teigen. But Chrissy. Rihanna too. You ever hear yeah, where Rihanna said her, her name, name is Rihanna? Yeah, like she'll be like. Hello, I'm Rihanna. She literally says her own name different. And we both, oh, nice to meet you, Rihanna. Now I'm starting to think, now I should start pronouncing her name the correct way. Rihanna? Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm going to keep it real with you, Chief. I feel like you get a certain amount of time to correct us. And yeah. after that, it's just what it's going to be. So I'm happy your name is Tygen, like Tygen, but people go under different names all the time. That's true. And like, But the reason why it makes me mad is because Chrissy Tygen, that's more... Ethnic and Tegan is not that ethnic. Yeah, and I wouldn't have known to pronounce her way her name like that unless like other people. Like I got Tegan from other people. Yeah, if so t- people other people said Tegan, I would have said she should have told us Tegan because it's more ethnic. That's why it's upset. It upsets me <laughs> that she got cheated of her culture. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, speaking of the culture, the culture was pissed off at Drake. Um. This was breakups and break-ins, by the way. The culture was pissed at Drake because they thought he was dating 18-year-old model Bella Harris. Um, Bella, you know Drake. When Drake take a picture with any woman, he looks like he, he got her pregnant. They got three <laughs> kids at home. Except for the girl he did get pregnant. Yeah, except for her because she... I'm sorry. Drake. If Drake can get next to a black girl, especially if she thick... 
He gonna wrap his arms around it. But she's not put even thick. On neck. I said especially. Oh yeah, <laughs> she thick. But like if she a, if she a bad pretty black girl, he going he gonna go crazy. Like he make it look like him and Issa Rae are together. Yeah. He make it look like him and like but, we still don't know what happened between him and Brianna. I was gonna say Serena, him and Serena because that's the weirdest. But I think man. they were dating, right? Yeah, because he was like talking about her in songs and stuff. Yeah, and him and Com- uh, Common got into like a fight. Oh yeah, that was but like they both lost. That light skin ass beef. This is nah. But it's um that picture. I didn't think that they was dating. It looked like he was taking a picture of like well of his home with his homie daughter. Yeah, and or, he's for he knows her dad. Yeah, that's what I was reading. He knows her dad. She said that they were not. She was she was in, she was modeling during New York Fashion Week. She said she was not in D.C. Yeah, because people said that. Um, Drake pretty much shut down a whole restaurant in D.C. for her. And uh, she said that she, like Sabria says, she was working. She's coming off of amazing New York Fashion Week. I feel like I need to set the record straight. I did not dine in D.C. recently. I was happily working and dining in New York City every day. And that is such a beautiful response. I was happily working and dining yeah, who, where the fuck I work. Who was so, so bored that they made up that story? But you know what I don't like? In today's world, how people don't wait for anything to be confirmed. Nope. They go, you better keep that same energy for Drake. Yeah, for, for, for Black like, China. It's like, well, first of all. We, were, we are, though. Just calm the fuck down until yeah, we, we get fuck, the facts. Can we fucking figure it out first? Like, All they did was take a picture next to each other. Black China, Black China had was her big her ass cheeks. cakes <laughs> on a fucking... 18 year old yes. it was confirmed she was flossing her butt and this nigga talking this about some yeah he want to get her pregnant like it was definitely confirmed exactly like let me know when bella harris drake and adonis are walking around hershey park together or fucking locking lips yeah like y'all just love using the word pedophile and, it's and like, you gotta like you have to watch that because pedophile is a word that cannot be washed off it cannot they're like because, i knew drake was a pedophile because my even whole, after it's proven that somebody not a pedophile you just feel it's you just feel dirty like because my whole life i'm thinking before i knew like with the Wee herman situation when he was like masturbating in a sex shop I thought that he was convicted of being a pedophile. Like a rapist like, Yeah, almost. I thought he was in a park, so like at a playground, whacking off. He was, even <laughs> though he shouldn't have been in the so sex shop doing disgusting. it. It was a sex shop where they do show porn. And like, if somebody gonna fucking it jerk is. off somewhere. <laughs> <And> all- <laughs> why not there? It is a great setup. It and is. And I feel like personally. And I feel like people <laughs> have jerked off there, but they just wasn't a Pee Wee Herman. And they just didn't get caught. And they get Or caught. maybe they did get caught. And yeah, the person at the cashier was like even more interested. Exactly. But since it was Pee Wee Herman, they're like, okay, we going. Because I'm thinking. Because when I was. Because I love Pee Wee like Herman growing up. I like Pee Wee Herman into Because this. that's something I thought about. I'm thinking this man is a pedophile. But I'm like, he fucking wasn't. He was around consenting adults in a fucking sex shop and he took it too far he, he just did. Took, but people he took it too yeah far. and i know there are sex shops like the peep pole whatever where you can you know like have yeah. a wink or whatever <laughs> oh, but no yeah so uh, that is a word like you said that's a word that you cannot wash so just wait like get, get i just hate y'all that. hate facts and that's y'all just, hate facts y'all love tea and i do too <laughs> and everything is not i love tea. real tea i don't like tea where it's like it, it's, it seems like sometimes, like, some things are exploitative. Mm. And I know, like, I'm obviously, like, I hate, and another thing I hate, when people, when you, when you, like, I don't want to say defend somebody, but kind of defend, or you you kind of lean it towards one person's side, they're like, oh, you a stan. 
There's no fucking way in this fucking world that I'm a Drake, quote unquote, stan. It's no way. I am, no. I am absolutely not. I listened to Scorpion once, and that was enough. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to listen all, to. It. Exactly. I just wanted, again, the story. I wanted his words. I do love Drake, though. And I, I, I do. And I, I like think Drake. Drake is a lot of things. But I do not think he He's is no creep. Cre- if anything, Drake showed that he loves older women. Like he likes uh, first, yeah, older women or re- re- like I don't want to say real ass women because but because this girl's a teenager, all right. But Drake has shown and that he likes. Like, oh my women gosh, he knew her shit. since she was sixteen. Yeah, yeah, because he's friends with her father. And then they were pulling tweets of him, like Millie. What's her name? Millie. Millie Bobby Brown. You know what? I always want to say Millie Bobby Brown, but I start thinking about the, the Bobby Brown, and I'm like, t- two different people. No, yeah, but Millie, Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown was saying, like, her and Drake text all the time, and they was like, what? And I'm like, see, this is why can't nobody be nice these days, because y'all be directing... Focus on 6ix9ine, okay? Exactly. Because that little nigga is streaming a little too well. Uh, focus on XXX, all these people. It's like, I feel like y'all put your energy in the wrong places. But these people who are haters, they they are aimless. They, they go everywhere. So it's no point of even truly talking about it. All right, so now it's time to move on into the sunken place. <laughs> and honestly, I feel like this week nobody, celebrity-wise, truly, truly fucked up crazy. I guess... You know what? Who we should have put in the sunken place? That uh, one radio host that got her husband to come after Cat Williams. Oh, yeah, that was weird. I'm like, if you can't take, literally, if you can't take the heat, get off the kitchen. Exactly. And also, like somebody said on Twitter, this man said his hair was 19 inches. He pulled down his hat. First of all, his hairline was all the way to the back, and his hair was not that long. You had so much to you work with. You had so much to work with. And, like, but I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm not going to go head for head. head I'm not going to go tit for tat with uh, Cat Williams. I'm not. Yeah, because he's a comedian. Because that, he not a comedian these days where they're like, you know, my wife. <laughs> she's a white woman and everybody laughed because it's just dry and not because it's funny but because you're saying it in no, a white he, really, so he, really, he come from an era where it's like I will hurt your fucking feelings I don't have to be prepared I don't got to have no, no notes I don't got to do no research on you I can look at the most beautiful person in the world here and make them cry picked comedians like that Eddie Murphy the Chris Rocks Oh, I'm good. I don't need yeah, that. No. The, the um, Monique's. But the thing the, is, she they from the raw. Exactly, because like she could have definitely. She could have had a fighting chance, but she got caught up. And when she started talking about her <laughs> about the wig and whatever, so yeah, she took it too far. But that was on her. And like honestly, even that is like not worth our attention. This week in the sunken place, what we want to talk, we want to put pretty much employers, <laughs> because in 2018, nobody can do their eight and skate anymore. It's like their jobs always bleed into their personal mm-hmm. life and i'm not even talking about my personal job per se right now um i'm talking about every since i've been in college every time i've tried to have a job that just was separate from my real life mm-hmm. i can never do it mm-hmm. and i feel like again i feel like i said this on another show like i feel like i wasted so many uh like I'm so behind, especially in like building your brand on social media because I like like for instance when I was in college my Instagram was private like the whole time it was private people would request me I was just like denying I was so like I tried to like keep it like businessy I didn't like want to like show too much I used to not even write captions like I just didn't like I didn't want to really show who I was like on social media. Um, excuse me and stuff like that because I was trying to impress jobs but it's like jobs they pay you for they don't pay you 
24 hours. Li- yeah, they don't pay you 24 hours. And also, like, I like when I see people, like, on Twitter, for instance, they'll, they'll say stuff like, you know, my opinions are not a reflection of, like, you know, my employers or whatever. Right. Like, I feel like that's enough. Like, that... You should take that if if you're not being like racist, homophobic, transphobic, something like that, then just do like if you want to be in a Snapchat story drinking, yeah, um, having fun, yeah, having fun. Not even like I'm not saying like if you blowing if you're doing hookah, you blowing smoke out of your mouth, whatever. Like it's the weekend, have some fucking fun. Exactly. Or if you like, you know, post a video twerking with your family because here's the thing: when I'm twerking or when I'm dancing wild and when I'm getting drunk, I'm not in a club. I'm with my freaking family. That's how I was yeah. raised. Like, since I was a kid, I got a wild-ass family. Like, we turn up with each other. And sometimes I feel like I have to curve what I share, even though I think it's funny content, even though I'm proud of my family and I'm having a good time. Because, like, you know, people, not just that I follow, not that are just at my current job, but have known me in a professional setting. Like, how dare me just be myself? And I feel like my jobs are always policing who I am and what I can do. And I feel like it's especially difficult as, like, a black person because black culture is so uh, separate from corporate culture where I feel like white culture for the most part is a lot close more closely aligned mm-hmm. with corporate culture so I'm like y'all paying y'all not paying me enough to make my whole brand and white people a representation of you they so can't content with being born I'm like well like I'm when I'm thinking about like fun white people I'm thinking about like you know the people from like South Philly that go to the flyer games yeah. and fucking flip cars over if the team win or lose yeah. but I mean like the fact that I'm expected to constantly be updating my LinkedIn, I have to pretend like my dream is my company's dream and not like it's my own. Like, I feel embarrassed and constantly conflicted. And I'm like, you don't own me for all of that. Like, exactly. it's just not fair. It's just not fair. And then you got these other jobs. They they want to pay people two cents an hour to work all damn day and to tolerate abuse, like what yeah, you just, uh, exactly. like you had to deal with. Like my That's job. not enough money for people to be tolerating this bullshit. Do you know how much money you got to pay me for me to allow somebody to scream in my face and not give a fuck about it? Exactly. And like, I know taxes is a thing when that hit and stuff like that. But it's like when you working on like, you know, commission and stuff like that and you you know, you're it's like up in the air. You're like, ooh, I don't know what it's gonna be this, you know, this week or whatever. And you tolerating people like you don't even get uh, extra, you know, anything for dealing with like you know, bullshit as people. And it's like you just like you, the customer's always right. You you gotta please the customer. You gotta smile. You gotta. It's not it's realistic. A, it's not realistic, and it's mentally taxing. It's like I gotta worry about my money. I gotta worry about the people. So even though I haven't been working there just that long but that was I have not had that was the first time I've had somebody that was like belligerent like that I've had great great customers that have just made my day for the most part Mm -hmm. but like as always the bad always always the good and that just was like I'm like all right if this one is this is my first horrific customer what's more to come worse like especially around Christmas time and stuff when people act ridiculous and I just feel like Work is in a sunken place because I feel like our country and our people, we just don't have a good relationship with work. And I think about how much it affects me, like, through and through. I was, like, looking at, like, you know, a list of um, 
populations that live the longest. And there are a lot of different um, reasons or factors for why people live longer in other countries. Mm-hmm. Like for some countries, it's like their diet. They live, they have mostly like vegetable slash fish based diet. Mm. Um, for some people, um, they uh, have universal health care that's actually really good. And then for some people, like in Italy and certain European uh, countries, it's their quality of life that is just better. You know, work is like, hmm, work. You know, yes, this is my job. But I feel like... And then I have to take a break and I take a walk. Like, I remember, like, in Spanish class, just learning that that in some uh, Spanish, like, like in Spain, like, they take time to take walks with their family. You know, they take time to ride a bike. Everybody takes a break at the same time. Everybody has a holiday. And I'm like, we don't have that in this country. It's all about the sleepers for the week. Work, 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 work. Convincing people that they have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce, Mm -hmm. but leaving out the part that they don't have the same resources as Beyonce, the same staff, the same backing. Like, it's just not fair. The playing field is not fair. Work takes so much out of you. And then you're expected to do your own thing on the side. And Mm -hmm. ultimately, it makes me feel like one day, one fucking day, I would have rather get up in the morning and do hard labor every day and just decide purposeful labor and work for myself and not have to worry about building my else rich and building a brand 24 seven. Like when does, when, when, when are you not a brand and just a human being? Yeah, exactly. And also like another thing with work and stuff like, like for me personally, like a half of my work day is me getting up to go get on the bus. Like that's two hours like, and then, like, getting there is just a whole nother, like, you know, thing. And I'm like, then I'm supposed to come there and be like, ah, like, just take what people are saying. I'm like, after sitting on this dirty bus, hearing people talk all loud and people rocking back and forth, like, fucking girl <laughs> interrupted. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be like, ah, like, I feel like. Nobody like at work. They also don't care about what's going on, like in at your all. personal life at all. Oh my gosh! And I just think about how like my like I went through something really traumatic earlier this year, like losing two family members in the same week, and like I returned to work, and I'm like I needed more time, but I didn't have more time, and like. I just don't feel like people care. Like when life happens and it starts making you feel, start making you feel weird for when human things happen to you. When your tire is messed up and you're yeah. late getting to work. When, you know, all of a sudden somebody, your, your family go to the hospital. And like with me, if my mom gets sick, I got to go to the hospital with her because I'm the oldest child and I'm the one with the car. Yeah. So then I got to be thinking like, oh, mom, you know, let your hospital visit be dependent on what time I got to get to work. And it's just like, it's not set up for real life. The workforce is not set up. I got this girl at my job right now who can be having a baby, could have a baby at any, at any time. And like, you would think that work from home would just be a thing for mothers like that. Yeah. Like shouldn't have to beg for it. And I'm I'm sure if she really begged for it, she could. But it's just like just like she shouldn't let, have to. Why are we making women work up until then? Why are they worried about vacation time? Why are they worried about getting their pay cut in half when they need their money the the most? Like, yeah. and I know like that varies. Why are we begging 
for vacation? Why are we begging for sick time? Why are some people begging for benefits? Like, it's just ridiculous how the you got to work like a thousand up. hours, you, like some places just to get benefits. And then, um, like to get a really awesome company, you have to do something like Google Facebook, and not everybody has the skill set mm-hmm. for that. Not everybody is in the proximity to places like that. And I think, you know, okay, I'm complaining. Let me just say I am grateful for my job. I like my job. I really love my team. But it's not a problem with my company. It's the workforce, period. Yeah. Especially, I can't imagine what it might be like for like places like in the Midwest and the country and just the, the East Bumblefuck. It's even worse. Cause they just they don't even see you as human. I feel like they see like this is this is the bag here. This and, is who's going to make my money. And I talked about how like mental health equals you know a lot of like it's equal to a lot of these drug addictions. But I feel like people need to also start work, worrying about how work affects your mental health. It just I don't feel like it lends to a healthy mindset. Yeah. Not these days. All right, so that's the sunken place on work. I don't know how we can get work out the sunken place, but it definitely belonged there. All right, moving on into common senses. This is actually another topic given to us by a um, friend of the show, Sabria's cousin, my home skillet biscuit, Rel. Uh, and it's about self-hate. And he wanted to know uh, how we have struggled with self-hate um, and how we overcame it how other people attribute it to it. And also, um, wait, I had something else here, how we are comfortable in our own skin. So I guess I would talk about, I'll start with talking about how for the most part in my life, I always thought I was a really confident person and I didn't have any self-hate. And it's not until I look back and realize that certain weird things that I did was out of self-hate. Like in high school, I didn't want, um, I wanted a white boyfriend. I just did. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I wanted a white boyfriend is because black boys was mean to me. Black boys thought everything that I did was weird. They didn't think anything that I did was charming. But I had white teachers who were men who thought that my sarcasm was hilarious. They thought that my humor was funny. I liked Russell Brand a lot. And I just thought that it only made sense that it. I thought black men were everybody that I went to school with in North Philly. Even my cousins, the men yeah, in my family, like were were kind of shaping me to be a weirdo. Yeah, we would, we would say it together because I felt like as two weird black girls, we felt like the only people who would accept us are white men. Mm-hmm. I quickly went to college and realized that that was yep. not the fucking truth. Okay? I think that's what, for, for me, because I was like huge into self-hate because like the music I well I was like really self-hating because I I was bullied a lot like about the music I listened to the way I had talked um stuff like that and it's funny because like listen to me talking now I'm like I don't even talk like that like I don't know and I know people where where did y'all get that from and I know people like bless their heart like I know some black people who talk and I'm like you definitely not from around here are you and that's fine like it's fine it don't take nothing away from their blackness I know that now as an adult but like I'm just saying I don't even talk like that yeah, that's what people thought. Like, but I, when I went to college, I did try to talk proper because I know that like sometimes people don't understand what I'm saying, and I tried to like overcompensate, but it was like hurting my mouth, and I was like, <laughs> I just stopped. That had, that took me like two days. But when I go into college and finding out that like these people are not 
like white people are real and they're not how they are on the TV. No. And I'm like, they, in the way they treated me and the way, like, I remember like this white girl said something about my butt. Like, and I was used to people saying my butt was big, but the way she said it was like, I felt like a mammy and like, she like slapped my butt. And then I remember, um, somebody that was supposed to be my friend. It was like this white boy that was in film that I had a crush on. And I, like, told this person that's supposed to be my friend, and he was like, yeah, he doesn't like girls like you, like, hinting at that. And I was just like, it's just going to to school with, like, um, predominantly white kids and just seeing um, how I'm like, wow, these people treat me like... Um, they, I thought that they would accept me because I am weird, but now they're making me feel even weirder. Exactly. And so I then also what helped me is like seeing on social media other black people that I can identify with. And I was like, oh, like there's more of exactly. us. And you can also, you can like the stuff you like, like events stuff and stuff like that, but still be in tune with black culture. And just finding that medium really helped me. And also social is- getting into social issues and realizing like all the, the stuff. levels to this exactly shit and that also, I'm just sitting right here dealing with exactly and also realizing that white people are not perfect no because I thought they were perfect and um just realizing they that were the that, solution yeah and it's like easy to like put white people on this pedestal when you're surrounded by black people who are imperfect and the TV is telling you that black people are killing each other and, and black women are ghetto and black men are this. So it's like you have what you see on TV kind of being reassured by, like, everybody around you. So you really do believe it. Mm-hmm. It's not you really do have to get up and out of your community. And a lot of people who hate themselves, they haven't had the chance to do that and to really, really deal with it and be like, oh, shit, like, I was wrong. But, like, for me, like, when I went to... um my college, IUP, like, that's up in the sticks. That's where I went for my first year of college. And I was surrounded by white people. And at first, like, you know, I went to their college. I went to their parties. And it was just like American Pie, just like what I saw on TV. Like, I'm like, wow. But then when you, you start realizing how you're treated is differently. Like, oh, when I was rapping Nicki Minaj, uh, verse and bottoms up, I was that bitch. But if you gotta come, if you come to a party, people, and you're black, people expect you to whip your hair back and forth. Yep. People it's, expect it's you like to your twerk. You gotta dance. You got to be the life of the party. And then, you know, I did meet this one guy um, who was white, who I felt like really, really re- loved me for me or liked me for like for me and respected me. But when I when it got down to it, I felt like. I could never do it. Like, I just didn't think about the details involved with being around white people. Mm -hmm. But that's one way I definitely um, hated myself and I've recovered from, like Sabria said, just ingraining myself in the culture. College has helped me so much. I don't think, I don't know where I would be without, like, people say college is a waste of money, stuff like that. But college for me was less about the books and more about the experience and having terms for the things that I was feeling like passive racism, microaggressions, uh, microaggressions, um, learning about uh, intersectionality, about the difference between me and those black people that made fun of me. Um, another thing that I was hated myself for when I was a kid, just for a little bit was being t- a lot taller and from being taller and hanging around with girls who were so short, like, 
I was trying to make myself smaller and it didn't go unnoticed. And my mom was like, you need to stop doing that because you just make yourself look like a hunchback when you do that. <laughs> like you don't make yourself look two inches shorter. You just look like you got like something wrong with you, like a hump in your back and you don't. So stop doing that. it. It's just so much better to just stand in your height and be graceful. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was in like eighth grade, I was over it, but it took some time. And it's because, I did not see tall girls until, like, 2011. Oh, wow. (laughs) I felt like everybody I was around was, like, under (laughs) 5'7". Yeah, I never noticed, uh, because I never really cared about that kind of stuff. I didn't care. What, about height? Yeah. It's easy not to care when you're not that tall. (laughs) Yeah, but I never even seen you as that tall until people was like, Iman is tall. I was like, oh, really? Yeah, it's, like, (laughs) resurfacing. Like, I feel like I, I was hanging around the same people for, like, Three years, so I didn't hear anything about my height for three years. But re- when I started my new job like a year ago, and I started going new places, it's like, and I, I started dating. Shut the fuck. It's up. like everybody's somehow reminding me that I'm tall again, and I'm like, oh, for real. Like stop. Like be quiet. But like, what do you want me to say afterwards? I don't. I never know what people want me to say. They're like, you're tall. Okay. Yeah. Like, what is wrong? It's like with somebody you? coming up to you, be like, you're white. That, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but it's like, what next? But I just want to know, like, what do y'all get out of that? Like, but that's it's so like weird they're being tasered. What the, like, if you start a conversation, you should have an idea of where you wanted to go. So by telling me that I'm tall, where do you, what in your mind did you think was going to happen next? Yeah. I like, don't get that. That's so weird. That's, that was so, that's so weird to me. Like, again, like I said, when I, no, I just, I feel like one, like the first day I met you, I was like, oh, she saw yeah. And then I got over it. And then people kept on saying it. I was just like, what? <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah. It's so annoying. And, like, honestly, if you're not telling me that I look like, like a queen or something or, like, I'm like, oh, my God, you statuesque, then keep it to yourself because I'm just I'm really going to do my best to make mm-hmm. you feel like a dickhead. I feel like I don't know what you want me to say. Representation also helps a lot getting over self-hate. The only self-hate that, like, I'm, I still struggle with is probably, like, growing up fat. Like, that... Um, internalized self-hate with like fatness is like something that I still struggle with um that I feel like I'm definitely getting over because I'm seeing a lot of girls who are not skinny and also like working at my job it's so many people that I feel like are smaller than me but they wear the same size as me Mm -hmm. and I'm like what the heck like it's so many people that wear a 14 Mm -hmm. and I'm like wow this is so crazy I'm like so I'm like, oh, so, okay, so this is, like, the standard, and there's a lot of people that aren't skinny yeah. out here. Um, so I'm like, wow, so this is, like, nice. And then just seeing, like, like bigger girls, like, on social media just, like, kill it and, like, not – because, like, growing up, plus-size model, they always flat stomach, yeah, tall as I don't know what. Um, it's this one model. She um, she models for ASOS. She's 5'1". And she's, like, kind of, like, my shape, but her stomach is flatter. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this makes me happy. This is like practical. Seeing, this, is tr- this is true. Yeah, also, like, seeing more, like, petite girls who are heavier, um, seeing clothes, petite clothes. And even clothes seeing plus-size men. Like, ASOS yeah, plus has plus-size men. 
ASOS, have, I, listen, first of all, ASOS, give me a coin because I really plug it everywhere. I tell really everybody, do. go shop on ASOS because they have something for everybody. They, they have do. petite maternity. They have tall maternity. They yep. have plus size men. They have, uh, like, and then they have the plus thing. size petite. Plus size petite. And here's the thing if you see something in, like, a regular coat, it's a good chance that that same coat mm-hmm. is going to be cut in tall, mm-hmm. cut in plus, cut in petite. And that's just so refreshing. And also, like, I feel comfortable with, like, going shopping at the men sometimes like if I want to look because like uh, that's another thing I was very self-conscious about is having like big feet but I'm tall and it makes sense but I would have to like shop at like men's when I was kids a lot because they didn't have my size but the beautiful thing about everything becoming so gender neutral nowadays is that I can still get a bright pink shoe and it don't necessarily have to be branded towards women like it could be Mm -hmm. something for men's but so yeah especially to like my trans women out there who may be a lot taller Mm-hmm. Or have like a larger frame. Like it's nice to go to ASOS because you can go and shop across both genders, um, styles, and you'll still get what you want. You'll still find something within your style. Yep, that's very true. Cause like, grow like for me, I well I'm a lot smaller than I used to be, and like with clothes, it would be cause I never like I always loved like dressing up and stuff, but I would always like kind of wear the same thing. Or, like, I did not wear jeans for a long time Mm -hmm, because jeans would be, like, too long for me. Um, And, like, they would fit weird. They would be too tight or too long. And I didn't realize until, even though I fucking hate Macy's, I didn't realize until I worked at Macy's that I was petite. Mm -hmm. Because I thought petite meant you wear a two. Yeah. Like, I thought that meant skinny. People just think, yes, it means, like, tiny. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. so it just means you short. Because I saw my size, like, 14P. I'm like, what the fuck? the fuck does me it's 14 people and they told me i'm like oh shit like that makes sense and that made me more ex- seeing stuff like that mm-hmm. made me more excited to shop and be like oh now i know why this stuff not fitting me because i can't oh also gap they also have plus yeah. size petite stuff too oh i didn't know that i didn't yeah. know they had plus size petite yeah they have plus size petite. that's that's what my jeans are that's mm-hmm. another i started saying i'm like oh my gosh, now I can wear jeans. Like, stuff is very inclusive because everybody's body is different. Just because you short don't mean that you skinny and vice versa. Like, you know, so representation, seeing stuff like that. Like, definitely seeing models, model stuff and, like, how they put, like, their height and, like, what size they're wearing. Exactly, and own it. Yeah, because, like like I said, growing up, when we used to see a plus-size model, I'm like, well, what the fuck? What's plus-size about it? Her her hips just this wide? Look at her. She's a size 10. 10. This is innovative. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> if you over six feet and you're a size 10, that pretty That's much... That's like standard. Honestly, that if Rihanna was like uh, taller... If yeah. Rihanna was like my height, that's what a size 10 uh, my height can look like. Because yeah. honestly, when I was like a size slash 8 slash 10, I was like... I, I thought I, I look. I felt like I looked like I wore smaller, but I really didn't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't go that small as far as like my waist and stuff. Because it's a lot of it's a lot of tall girls that come into my store and they wear that's the size they wear. They wear. Remember our um, our gym teacher actually she wore like a size six slash eight. Our old gym oh, teacher. Oh yeah. And yeah. she was really tall and, and she, she looked skinny. like very thin. Um, 
obviously very healthy, but yeah. I just thought that that was so crazy. So that's another thing that like uh, that's helping me. That's something that's, that I feel like that's the last step for me getting over. I'm slowly getting over mm-hmm. seeing people knowing like people sharing like, oh, I wear this size. I'm like, really? Like mm-hmm. that's just like being open about size, being open about weight, being open about stuff like that. It's just like that kind of stuff like makes me feel. I always forget her name. We both follow her. Then a Nigerian like trainer. Who's, oh yeah, she's Damn, muscular I as fuck, her name. fine as Ugh. fuck, and, and she she's weighs over two hundred over two hundred pounds. Over two hundred pounds, and she's so tall and such a bad, mm-hmm. such a baddie. Um, and that's definitely inspiring for me because like I I used to hate. I still actually don't share my weight, not because I'm ashamed of it, but because I feel like it doesn't matter and I don't really know it. Yeah. So like, I don't weigh myself. I don't weigh yeah. myself at all. Um, and But when I was a kid, it started out being because I knew I was going to weigh more and the doctors felt to tell me, you weigh more because you're tall. They just made that it like you weigh more because you fat. So that kind of makes up some of your weight. Yeah, it just really turned me off from like weighing myself and wanting to be a part of that. Because I know every time I went to the doctors, they made it like I was so unhealthy. And when I was a kid, I really, really wasn't that big. It wasn't until like I was like a teenager slash, um, like early college when I gained my freshman fifty. But um, Same. Uh, also another thing that I had to work through is my natural hair. Oh, that. Oh too. my God, that, that was too. a real. I think that, that was that has been my like biggest I triumph so as far as self love is concerned. That has been my biggest triumph because I have grown up for okay. I'm 26 years old. Up until I was like 21 years old. I had the hardcore notion that there was a such thing as good hair. Yeah. There was a such thing as bad hair. I had bad hair and it was fine because I had a relaxers that would make me have good hair. Like that was just my stance. And I'm like, listen, Lupita Nyong'o, I thought girls who were natural hair were like, the, the, they were a type. Yeah. And that type was, was girls who didn't wear foundation. I thought girls who had natural hair were like, you know, pretty much, Archaeologist, <laughs> I'm like, if you were black and you had natural hair, I'm like, you're archaeologist. Or you, you probably, could, or you couldn't be sexy. Yeah, you couldn't be sexy. You play yourself when you will try to be sexy. You just be looking a mess because there wasn't YouTube wasn't as big as it is now. Tutorial culture, natural hair products. The or idea black YouTube period. Black YouTube period. It wasn't the idea that oh, you could do a twist out and add texture to your hair. You don't have to look like uh, Florida Evans if that's not your <laughs> style. And no shade to Florida Evans, but people I do not want to have a rounded afro like that because I'm going to look 50 years old. So I'm like, I don't want to... Like, it's no shame in saying that that's not your style natural. Yeah. But I started to learn that, oh shit, people who don't have hair like Tracy Ellis Ross can still have a manageable fro with some textures to it, with some wave to it. And mm-hmm. I started learning about 4A, 4B, 4C hair. But even with that being said, like, I stopped getting relaxers, but I was wearing the wigs. And not because not out of protection, out of... I just did not know how to deal with my hair. So it took me a very long time to just kind of learn, all right, this is how you deal with your hair. And when I first cut my hair in 2016... Was it 2016? I think it was... I thought it was the, like the middle of 15, was it? No, no it was I'm 20. talking about when I wore it out. Oh, yeah, 2016. Think, mm-hmm. It was 2016 or 2017, honestly. It might have... I think it was 20... Like the end of I 2016. Think, I think it was 2017 because I had just started my new job. I've only oh, been wearing yeah, my hair yeah, out for like yeah, a year. that's true. That's true. So, um, 
Yeah, March of 2017, when I, like, did my big chop and actually wore it out, I could remember you leaving. you went to that natural salon. I remember leaving that salon, like, nervous about how I look. Like, oh, my God, I look like D.L. Hughley right now oh, with yeah, these tight-ass coils. Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I really thought I looked like Cousin Skeeter or somebody. And but I'm like, so you, oh, my God. And then it took for a, it still took for people to be like, you look great for me to feel confident. And now I'm like, okay, good. People are coming to me like, hey, I really want to wear my natural hair out. And I have something for them i got a routine for them i got hey girl don't just wear your hair out and expect for it to look like this you got a lot of twisting mm-hmm. to do you got to get you some curly gels or curling custard you got to get it all together and figure it out mm-hmm. and that's why i started my natural hair page if you didn't know hey girlfriend i don't update as much as i want to but i'm always there if you have hair questions so yeah natural hair that was a bit because i used to get perms all the time yeah perms and wasn't thought, even a choice you yeah like, what do you and mean? i thought that was the only way my hair could be managed was perms but then my mom stopped getting perms and that shook me to my core because my mom was like the perm like the she, permulator yeah she was the permulator like so when my mom stopped getting perms i stopped getting perms and i I didn't even realize I was going natural. I just was like, oh, well, my mom's not getting perms. I kind of, like, accidentally went natural. Like, I just fell into it. Because I stopped. I went natural before. Did I go natural before you? It was after me. Oh, was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because I think I slipped up and I got a perm. Yeah. Yeah, I slipped up and got a perm. And you didn't um, like it. I didn't. I was. I think it took that because the last time I got a perm, the same thing happened. You just feel- yeah, because my head looks big. It just <laughs> looks so weird. Like, my head looked like unnaturally like alien not even like fashion alien it just looked like it was like no she needs curls yeah so and like I, the only reason why I wear wigs now is because I'm lazy not because I'm ashamed of my hair because I love my natural hair it's just a lot I of wear, work hence yeah, why I had braids right now I, I wear my natural hair out I just uh, like the way it look under my wig it's just not <laughs> yeah it don't have nothing to do with being natural it's just me being lazy but yeah natural hair that that's something that i'm officially over and i feel so free like when one week i didn't have um money for a wig so i bought like these two cheap pony cells and i was like rocking those i really couldn't believe you did that i was going ham with those ponytails and then i was just wearing and it was like times where i was just wearing my natural hair out and like two puffballs and i'm like i just didn't care and i that that's so freeing to just not care about the hair i'm so happy that i'm over that yeah and you and know representation what? like and, so con- and, con- and conclusion <laughs> a lot of our self-hate that we was able to overcome because of representation because of representation and it took some time it took some pain like getting played by white people mm-hmm. it took some uh pain to lead us there like people making fun of our weight our hair and stuff like that but you know you have to like fight your demons and also you have to realize you are who you are like everybody can have some self-hate like if you are like queer you can have some self-hate about that because and you could take like i know a lot of uh like my cousin i have a cousin who's a gay man who throws shade at like feminine gay men and i feel like that's self-hate because that's you trying to throw shade at the other because uh you think it makes you look bad because you it makes you look bad or you try and say it before anybody else do you yep. may not even believe it so there's some self-hate there and you know where it comes from there's some self-hate and being a darker complected woman there's some self-hate and being like poor because sometimes i'm embarrassed when i'm around people who have money and i just think about like 
Like wow, like how many, how much, how much do I not know about because I don't have money and I'm gonna have to spend yep, my adult life Yeah, like when like you learning. told me about that uh, somebody at your job, I think you said their parents bought them stocks or something like that. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? They, we don't, we not talk that kind of stuff. No, at all. Like stop and just just reminded me of how far I am behind and like if I'm not meant to, if I'm not prepared, imagine like the people who haven't had half of what I've had, like exactly. who don't have any like so education okay. or guidance or anything like that. So I think the first thing to do is just take a step, one step at a time, uh, look to others. There's nothing wrong with getting inspired by others, even as an adult, um, and to also make peace with who you are and how you look, mm-hmm. because certain things are just not going to change about you. Yeah, and I feel like, like and you, no matter, you, may, you may be that representation for somebody else. Yeah, and I feel like no matter how, because obviously, like, for health reasons, for me, like, I do want to lose uh, more weight, but, like, I'm not even like also I'm not as big as I think I am no in my head and also um no matter how small I get I'm always going to be a curvy person exactly and so just that's and just that's something like I have to like make peace with and like I am making peace with it how I look uh I'm like okay I may some people may consider me uh, unattractive. Some people may consider me really, really gorgeous. Some people may consider me striking, but at the end of the day, this face is still going to be my face, and yeah. it can't matter what people think about me. This yeah. hair is still going to be my hair, this tall body, these feet. Certain things about me are not going to change. Mm-hmm. My blackness, the only thing about me that can grow and truly change is my my love for myself. Like, I know that sounds really, really corny, but like, if you don't love you, you, it's going to be so many people out there that's going to hate you. And you kind of open yourself Mm -hmm. to accepting that hate the way we did when we were kids. That's acceptable when you're a child. I feel like as adults, we have to have a little bit tougher armor. Yeah, because it's crazy. Because, like, again, like, I think I'm a attractive person. And it's not like, like, if somebody called me fat, I'd be like, okay. It's more of like how I feel. I don't care about how other people feel about me. Yeah, just like, feel uncomfortable I'm sometimes. Yeah, I feel uncomfortable sometimes. But it's just like, it's not like that's the that's the thing that I do. I feel like I am at peace with. It's like other people. I'm like I don't care because also like y'all people are judging me. I'm like you not God. You have issues exactly. too. Everybody you got have, something. You got something. And I and this is not it's not the worst thing. Like first of all, I'm grateful to be I'm able bodied. So I'm like it's like. It's nothing that I really can. It's the stuff I'm complaining about is superficial. It definitely can be fixed. But I'm like, it's like, again, the point of the matter is that y'all not got nobody is perfect. No. And I don't, like, I don't care what other people, like, if some other people think I'm attracted and stuff like that. Even though, like, you know, if I see somebody that I'm attracted to and I see they like somebody that's skinny or light skin, I'm it like, does, oh. Come on, it's staying a little I, bit. Yeah, it's staying a little bit. I'm like, here we go, a fuck again with this. And I try not to take it out on that person that yeah. they like because they don't have anything to do with how they look. But, like, as a tall because, girl, I sometimes do get a little bit self-conscious about, like, dating tall men, like, What's it going to be like when I wear heels? Are we going to look awkward when we walk down the street? What's going to be the height? And I'm like, I gotta, I have to stop doing that because I could be cheating myself out of finding something real because I'm focused on superficial things. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, again, like, not to bring up my uncle again, but towards the end of his life, he lost a lot. Uh, and he was only in his early 50s. So he lost a lot of weight. He lost the way he looked. He lost his hair. He wasn't able to walk towards the end of his life. And I have to understand that just because I'm healthy now, 
now don't mean I'll always be. So why spend my life right now while I'm good, while I'm living, while I'm breathing, hating myself when I can spend my life loving myself? Because it's not promised that you're going to live a long life. Mm -hmm. So why, why, like, it may not be tomorrow to to be better. Work on it as hard as you can and talk to yourself like like you're somebody you love. Like when a friend is having a rough patch, we be like, girl, like, come on now. Even if you feel like that, you're working on yourself. But the way we talk to ourselves is just unacceptable. And like you have to work, we have to really work on that inner voice. Yeah, because I be having moments, but I'm like, for real, for real. I'm like, I'm like, I look how I want to look. Like when I was a kid, I'm like, I want to like a brass style. When I put on makeup, what the fuck I look like? A breast style. And exactly. I'm like, there's nothing you bitches can tell me. Like, I think I'm cute. Exactly. That's it. And I feel like... I feel like as long as you are a kind person, a good person, got a good heart, got some direction, trying your best, funny, all right, you got it going for yourself. It don't matter how you look. It really don't. It don't. But I do. The other day I was looking at myself. I'm like, wow, you're really pretty. Yeah. I say, I'm not going to. You know. I I know. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I know. I look at pictures like, (laughs) these bitches going to hate me. I'm like, wow. (laughs) And I love that feeling. Like, if I do say I'm ugly, it's something I feel it internally. But I'm like, no, I'm actually really pretty. Cute as fuck. But all right, um, that about ends it for this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. I don't know if you guys noticed, but this week we decided to stay in, like, the sunken place in the common sense uh, segment a little bit more. That's, like, something that we both want to do because we like talking about celebrity news and we like talking about the tea, but at the end of the day, like, it gets so draining to just talk yeah. about celebrities and their business and the and shitty things we do. They're so dumb. And we can spend time talking about real issues mm-hmm. and things that we love. And I don't know. So let us know how you guys feel about that. If you like the more time spent in common senses slash sunken place over the celebrity news and we'll make it work. Also, don't forget to rate, review, um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It does so much for us. Mm-hmm. Like, it really does. It helps other people find us. Um, also, you can find us on Black... Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. You can find us on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. Hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Iman Mate and Sabria. At um, it's Frank FM on Instagram and Frank FM underscore on Twitter. And I don't update my Instagram like that, but you can still follow me. Yeah. If you just want to, you know, just want to look at us, mm-hmm. see what they're doing. I've been trying to update my Instagram, but I really don't be having shit to post. Like if yeah. I don't go outside, I don't take pictures. <laughs> yeah. If I don't go outside, I don't really do my makeup. So it's like, what am I going to post? <laughs> I post a lot of my stories though. I do. I yeah, share a lot I of do. my stories. I like posting on my story because I don't have to post myself. Exactly. I just like talking. That's why if y'all go, I like engaging, but that's it. Like yeah. Twitter, I feel like these days is where I'm the most active and even then sometimes I just disappear. Yeah. Cause it's like, you don't have to show your, but I'm like, what am I doing? Like, yeah, I'm like, I don't, I'm wearing nothing. Like, I'm wearing nothing worth, there's nothing worth sharing right now. I don't yeah, have anything to I say. I have not posted nothing in a month. Uh-huh. It'd be like that. <laughs> <laughs> it really be like that. If I'm not going out looking cute, I'm not sharing anything. Same. But, uh, period. <laughs> all right. Um, that ends it for this week. We're going to get some sleep. Bye. Peace.